What's up, Mets fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Hudajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. So today is July 25th, and I'm going to be breaking down the Mets' 5-4 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. I want to dive into what we saw from the team this game and give you all my thoughts on how the Mets performed. And then additionally, on top of you know today's game analysis, I want to go and give a little bit of a preview for the upcoming trade deadline, which is this Friday. Very soon, very exciting, because the Mets are expected to be pretty aggressive on the market, so... You know, want to go over some rumors, some names that are out there, and give you all my thoughts on, you know, what I think the Mets should do or should consider doing. So, can't wait to get into that. But to start this episode, I want to begin by breaking down today's 5-4 victory, which, you know, was a really big win for the Mets, in my opinion. So, to begin, I want to start by going over the pitching for the Mets today. So, on the bump for the Mets today was Rich Hill, newly acquired. They they traded for him a few days ago from the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, he really, I thought, had a very solid start out on the mound and really gave the Mets it, kind of what you would expect from Rich Hill. He went five-plus innings. He gave up five hits, three earned runs, two walks, and he had one strikeout. I... You know, like I said, I honestly thought that he had a pretty solid day out there on the mound. As I just explained running through his stats, he did give up three earned runs, all of them coming in the sixth inning when he loaded the bases. He hit George Springer, then gave up a single, and then gave up a walk. So he loaded the bases with no outs. And then Seth Lugo came in, and as I'm going to talk about in a second, with the bullpen, he he did give up a single, and then there was a weird play with J.D. Davis, which ended up scoring three runs, and all of them were credited to Rich Hill. But overall, you couldn't really ask much more from Rich Hill. He, like I said, gave you five innings, five-plus innings technically, and, you know, the biggest issue with the Mets the past, you know, week or so with all these injuries and you know, starting pitchers not going very long has been, there hasn't been anyone really eating up innings and the bullpen has been overused constantly for the past, you know, really since the all-star break or really since the second half began, they've really just, the bullpen has been really overused and Rich Hill coming in pitching five plus innings for the Mets is huge. And while he did end up sort of falling apart, he was very efficient and did a very good job through the five innings that he allowed no runs in and so I mean it stinks that he did kind of have that last inning it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth but I think overall you couldn't really ask much more from Rich Hill this is what you sort of expected when you traded for him the Mets only gave up an injured bullpen arm in Tommy Hunter and then a low-level prospect so for what they gave up and the way he pitched today I think it was a very solid trade for the Mets and it was a, a nice debut for Rich Hill on the mound now, diving into the bullpen pitching-wise, as I just mentioned with Lugo, he did end up allowing three runs to score. All of them were charged to Hill. He gave up a single to Bo Bichette, the first batter he faced, scoring two runs. And then Teoscar Hernandez reached on a fielder's choice, which was just a really weird play. J.D. Davis threw it home when he had a, a perfect chance at a double play. The run would have scored regardless, so... That was just a weird play, but to Lugo's credit, he was able to get out of the inning even with men on first and second base and no outs, so, you know, credit to Lugo. And then the rest of the bullpen, Familia came in, he was lights out, he had two strikeouts. May did struggle, he allowed one earned run on three hits, but got a huge pop out with the bases loaded in the eighth inning, 
which was honestly crucial to the Mets winning this game, getting that pop out. The Mets intentionally walked Gurriel Jr. to load the bases, and then on the first pitch, May was able to induce a pop out from Alejandro Kirk, which was amazing because then there were two outs in that inning. There were two outs in the eighth inning after that, and Aaron Loop came in and got one out right away, and again, another huge out. So, you know, credit to the bullpen there. And then Diaz, who had a bounce back save on Friday night, and if you follow my Twitter at PodMets, I, I got a a pretty nice video, I'd say, of Diaz getting the final out in that game, but today came in and had another great outing against a very tough part of the Blue Jays lineup. He did walk uh, Vladdy Guerrero, but otherwise he struck out every batter he faced in Springer, Simeon, and Bichette, and he, he struck out Simeon and Bichette with Guerrero on first base. So that was great to see him. You know, I think the, the three blown saves in a row that he dealt with last week were, you could tell it was a lot, you know, a lot of mental stuff going on in his head, which I think us fans are pretty used to with Diaz, you know, sometimes, you know, getting in his own head. So it was nice to see him today get three strikeouts, but two of them coming after walking the tying run. So, you know, awesome, awesome job by Diaz and the rest of the bullpen and the whole pitching staff today. It I mean, it was a very, very difficult lineup for them to be facing in the Blue Jays. They're a very powerful lineup. They all have power. They all have the ability to hit the ball and get on base as well as drive the ball out of the park. So, you know, hats off to them. And then on the flip side, talking about hitting, the bats really came in clutch today. VR gave the Mets the lead early in the second with an RBI single. But then after the lead was lost in the sixth inning, the Mets were down 3-1 after Rich Hill's tough top of the sixth. Pete Alonso continued his really, really hot second half with a two-run game-tying homer. It was exciting. It tied the game up after a really deflating top half of the inning, and it was just awesome to see the bats come through like that and back the pitching up when they had a bit of a, a tough inning in the top half. And then later in the inning, McNeil came off the bench and hit a pinch hit two run double, which gave the Mets a two run lead and was huge. It was again, just like Pete Alonso's home run. It was exciting. It was awesome. And it was just really nice to see the bats come through for the pitching, especially since the pitching in the first half of the year came through time and time again for the bats. So that was just awesome. Especially another point is last night, they, they weren't really able to get too much going on offense. So it was nice to see a bounce back in that regard as well. So overall, a really great team win. Pitching was strong against a very tough lineup for the Blue Jays. And when the pitching struggled, the bats came through. And again, just another shout out to the bullpen because they did an awesome job holding the lead that the Mets had in a very close game. So tomorrow, the Mets begin a five-game series against the Atlanta Braves, which is going to be a really huge series for the Mets. They start with a doubleheader tomorrow, so, you know, back to the first half Mets dealing with doubleheaders, but, you know, it's going to be really important for this team to get this series started on a hot note because the Braves have been playing very well since the break, especially Freddie Freeman, who has just been insane. And so this is going to be a an important series because the Mets come into this series up five games on the Braves who are in third place, and it's a five-game series. So the Mets, you know, need to go out there and hopefully can get out and, 
and start with some wins in the doubleheader. So in game one, Marcus Stroman will be starting. He is 7-8 and eight this season with a 2.59 ERA. He's coming off an awesome start in Cincinnati where he, he pitched eight scoreless innings. So hopefully he can continue that and carry that energy into the game tomorrow. And on the other side, opposing Stroman will be Kyle Muller. He is 1-3 with a 3.20 ERA. Then in game two... Right now, the Mets do not have anyone listed, just TBD. Pretty used to that. I think all of us are pretty used to the Mets, especially recently, not having anyone slated to go. So it'll be interesting to see who the Mets slot in there. But on the other side for the Braves, Bryce Wilson will be pitching. He is 2-3 and three with a 534 ERA. So... Like I said, this is going to be a huge series for the Mets against a division rival, five games. So hopefully the Mets can go and get the series started off on the right foot tomorrow during the doubleheader. So now that I'm done with a, you know, a quick game analysis, I want to get in and touch a little bit on the trade deadline just like I did last episode. So the trade deadline is coming up on Friday at 4 p.m. And like I said earlier, the Mets are expected to be aggressive. They've already made a move acquiring Rich Hill, which I think was a, as I was saying earlier, a fantastic trade. I think they gave up not a lot for a veteran pitcher who's very solid. He's you know, having sort of an up and down season, started the season kind of poorly and then picked it up and was was very strong for the, the Tampa Bay Rays and then has kind of dipped back down again. But like I was saying earlier with today's performance, he gave you all the Mets are really needing, which is guys who can come out there, pitch a solid game and, you know, just be a solid pitcher that they can slot into the rotation and you know, make a start for the Mets. So I'm I'm very happy with that trade. I think he's a great veteran presence as well on top of his abilities. So, you know, already a nice move made by the Mets. But the team is additionally connected to a bunch of different names. And I think most notably, as um, I would assume most fans have been keeping their eye on, is Chris Bryant of the Cubs. So I've always been a big advocate for the Mets to go out there, get a bat, you know, specifically Bryant, since they've been so connected to him. I really like Bryant, and I'm going to get into him in a second. But, you know, with the reawakening of the bats and the, the lineup in the second half, you know, I think it is very valid to take a look and, you know, say maybe maybe the Mets should, you know, focus on pitching, starting and relief pitching this week with the trade deadline upcoming. And I know that Zach Scott has come out and said that trade, um, that pitching is definitely the Mets number one priority. I, I already like, as I just said, the move for Rich Hill, but there are a couple other names out there that the Mets have, you know, sort of been connected to, or, you know, are available for the Mets to go for the Cubs who are notable sellers, especially obviously with Bryant, um, have a number of pitchers who could be available. There's Zach Davies, Andrew Chafin, who's a relief pitcher, and Craig Kimbrell, who is their closer. And some other pitching options out there include Jose Barrios, who has been, you know, has been long connected to the Mets. Definitely the biggest pitching name that has sort of been floating around the trade market this year. But he, the issue with Barrios is that he's going to be really tough to trade for because he does have a few more years up until 2023 that he's controllable. So, 
you know, the team control is definitely a factor there. And if the Mets were to make a move for him, they would definitely have to give up a lot, give up a lot of prospects in the process. So I don't know how feasible that a trade for Barrios would be. Obviously, I would be, you know, all for it if the price was right. But I think the Mets are definitely, you know, trying to be smart with how they go about trading prospects. So I, I think that Barrios, I'm, I'm not going to say off the table, but definitely, you know, to put it to put it simply, I would be a little surprised if the Mets were able to pull off a trade like that where they're not the ones getting fleeced. So we'll see where the Mets go pitching wise. I mean, going back to the Cubs, Zach Davies, he's kind of an up and down pitcher. I don't know how how excited I would be for the Mets to go for him. But again, just like with what I was saying with Rich Hill, just having a guy who can provide depth for the team and especially a guy who has experience would be great. Andrew Chafin and Craig Kimbrell are both really strong pieces of the Cubs bullpen. And I think bullpen pitching honestly would be a, a really nice addition for the Mets if they were to go out there and make a move for pitching on the market. Just a couple other names that have sort of been floating out there that, you know, could be interesting for the Mets to take a look at include Merrill Kelly of the Diamondbacks, Tyler Anderson of the Pirates. So, you know, just like you know, I just said with Davies and with Hill, guys who can come in can can be depth and can give you innings. Just all of them are some very interesting, interesting players to keep in mind going into the trade deadline. Now, like I had mentioned a couple minutes ago regarding Bryant, you know, the bats are definitely waking up, but I'm I'm definitely a big advocate for Bryant for a few reasons. A, I think he would be a really awesome addition to the lineup. He's batting 266 this year with 16 homers. He has an 848 OPS, and you know he's a really strong bat. He would be a really nice addition to an already powerful lineup. Additionally, he brings a lot of versatility in the field. He's able to play third base, first base, and all of the outfield positions. He also has a lot of playoff experience, especially, you know, going all the way to the World Series and winning the World Series in 2016 with the Cubs. So I think playing wise, I think Bryant would be an awesome addition to the team. But also, you know, just kind of adding a a, a big name guy, a big bat into your lineup can provide a spark to an offense. And as I mentioned, the, the offense is playing really well so far the second half of the season. But, you know, Adding another bat can't hurt. There have been a few games in the second half so far where the Mets offense has looked a little lackadaisical and hasn't really gotten themselves going. So adding a bat like that could just really be the jumpstart the Mets need to get this offense, you know, working at their full potential. Now, Bryant is a rental player. So it, again, just with, like I was saying with Barrios, it'll come down to what the cost is. You know, one thing that I've been sort of thinking of if the Mets are looking to make a deal with the Cubs, and Bryant is the name that the Mets have been long connected to since even before the season, but, you know, perhaps the Mets swing a package deal with the Cubs. Maybe, you know, add a a few prospects or maybe even a major league piece, depending, but, you know, maybe give a bigger haul to the Cubs for Bryant with maybe Kimbrell or Chafin, maybe Davies as well, or perhaps even Kyle Hendricks, who has two more years of team control. Add some of these guys that the Cubs are looking to sell and, 
you know, give them a little bit of a bigger haul for multiple players. It would be interesting to see if the Mets, you know, go that route. But I do think Bryant would be a, a really solid addition to the team. It Again, for all of these, you know, rumored deals, it just comes down to who the Mets are going to end up giving up. And then finally, one thing I want to mention is a, a sort of sleeper name that has recently come into the mix, and that is Jose Ramirez of the Indians. Now, the Indians have had a bit of a rough stretch, and apparently, according to John Morosi, Jose Ramirez could be available at the deadline. And, you know, I think of all the names out there, I think if the Mets were able to, you know, go for and make a deal for Jose Ramirez, it would be absolutely amazing. He is an awesome switch hitter with an 849 OPS for his career and a 123 OPS plus for his career. He is a solid defender as well at the hot corner. So I think if the Mets were able to somehow make a deal for him, this would be the guy I would want them to go for. However, it would be very, very difficult to make a deal for Ramirez. And I find it very unlikely that a, the Mets would be able to make a deal for him, or B, that he would even be dealt at all. He has two team options for 2022 and 2023 left, so you know, trading for him would include two more years of team control, and it would be a huge prospect haul to the Indians for the Mets to, to bring him in. But, you know, like I said last time, it'll be very interesting to see what the Mets do this this week really going up till Friday I think a bat a big bat whether it be Chris Bryant or you know Josh Donaldson's been a name thrown around there or you know somehow some way Jose Ramirez it would be an awesome move and a, a a jolt to a lineup that's really starting to get hot but I also do believe that pitching and with all the issues the Mets have had adding to the pitching staff both starters and relief would be huge as well so it'll be really interesting it's going to be very exciting especially with the rumors and expectations that the Mets are going to be aggressive it'll be you know a really fun and exciting week to see where the Mets go and you know hopefully they make some some moves that will help them to go on a postseason run this year so let me know what you think. Send any thoughts, questions, opinions about anything I said or anything else about the Mets to my Twitter, at PodMets. I love talking about the Mets. I love talking about baseball. So send any of your thoughts to my Twitter, at PodMets, and don't forget to follow as well. So that is going to be it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Like I just said, be sure to follow my Twitter at PodMets and follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Thank you so much again for listening. And as always, let's go Mets.